You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to another edition of Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes football and recruiting podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. David Lake joined, as always, by Gabby Urrutia. And Gabby and I wanted to come on and do a rare Sunday podcast because we just felt like it would be good to address what happened, I guess, with Jaden Wayne's uh, 24-7 Sports composite ranking. Um, so for those that are unaware, uh, going into the ra- the announcement, Jaden Wayne was the number 30 overall player in the country, according to the composite, which is an average ranking of 24 seven, uh, rivals ESPN and now on three, which is a new network. Um, so going into his announcement, he was ranked number 30 which is in that five-star range uh, for 24-7 as a top 32 player in the country. There's 32 first-round picks, so we make 32 the five-star range here at 24-7. So he was number 30 in the country when he committed. And then I guess an hour later, and Gabby, I'll let you explain this because I think you have a little more of a grasp on the details of it, but... An, an hour after maybe he committed a error was discovered with Jaden's uh, composite ranking. And I'll let you try and explain as best as you can what, what the issue was and what the fallout was from that situation, from that correction. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that, just the explanation that we got. And again, I mean, you can kind of take it or leave it. I mean, just, it is what it is. This is, this is what we were told on our end, uh, you know, when, so Jaden Wayne originally from Tacoma, Washington makes like, I think it's important to start there. It's, I mean, he transfers to IMG Academy and what people need to understand is that when a kid transfers schools, it's not as simple as going on his profile, changing the school he attends and then moving on with your day. You're essentially transferring his entire recruitment to basically his new location, which is IMG Academy. So his ranking needs to move over. It reshuffles the the state rankings, all that stuff. So, you know, there's a lot that, you know, I guess from a technical standpoint that goes into a kid make like transferring schools, especially from when it's from another state. So when they shifted his profile from Tacoma, Washington to IMG Academy, Again, David mentioned that on three is a relatively new ranking. I know we just recently added him to 
uh, added them to our composite score, which again is our average. And I guess there was just a tech error, a bug error or something like that, that just for some reason, uh, Jaden Wayne's on three composite score, which again is just a composite, does nothing to do with this 24 seven sports ranking, which has remained the same from, you know, right. that time through this time, the, his 24 seven sports ranking has not changed. The only thing that changed was basically the algorithm of the composite. So when he, when he made the move over the on three ranking did not transfer over with him for whatever reason. So it had him ranked as the number 30 player in the country. What's important to note here is that on three has him ranked as the number 93 overall player. So that's, you know, obviously a little further off than where 24 seven sports has him. definitely has definitely the lowest rating he has in the industry. So I guess after he commits, um, you know, all that stuff. I guess some people are doing some of the background work or whatever, and just notice the discrepancy where the on three ranking wasn't featured on the composite. So again, someone just kind of doing their job and kind of just noting, noticing something on the tech side that wasn't lining up. I mean, fix the error again. I don't know if they're aware of what the repercussions of that would be, that it would take him from that five star to a four star, literally just an hour after he committed. But the reality of the situation is that, you know, that's what happened. They, they fixed the error. And what that did is it dropped him from the number 30 player. to what is it now, David, the number 41, 41, I believe. So no, so dropped him 11 spots in the composite that pulled that fifth star off. So we at 24, seven sports, you know, did not change his ranking. What changed was just us inputting well, someone on the back end inputting a ranking that really should have been there in the first place, I guess, that they were Correct. featuring and all that stuff. And, you know, yes, timing was pretty terrible. Um, you know, it's, it awesome. sucks for everyone. Yeah. I mean, none of us are happy about it. I don't think David, I, I mean, me and you definitely weren't, weren't happy about the situation. Um, you know, I think if someone really kind of, you know, kind of sat back and thought about it. Maybe we could have waited a couple of days or, you know, they're reshuffling the rankings on Wednesday. I think there was absolutely a better time for them to make, to, you know, kind of fix this error. But the reality of the situation is that it, it happened. And David, I think it's honestly, I know we kind of talked about it a little bit, but I think it's important that we, all, I, I really think that people have a hard time understanding, or maybe they just don't get it, or maybe just haven't done enough to maybe understand the difference between the 24 seven sports composite and the 24 right. seven sports rankings. Cause it feels like, you know, obviously Jaden Wing gets his five-star pool. That had nothing to do with what 24-7 Sports was doing. That had to do with an external recruiting service who's, who's who, when their ranking kind of obviously tipped the scales away from that five-star status. Us at 24-7 Sports, if it was just the original three, which is ESPN Rivals 247 Sports, Jaden Wayne is a five-star. Like that's what, that's what his composite would have been was the score that you saw when he committed to Miami. So... I think that it's important that, you know, maybe we just distinguish the two because I think that's something that's important for fans to maybe become more aware of because it's easy for people to just look at the composite because it's the first ranking you see and think that those are the 24-7 sports rankings when in reality, that's just not the truth. Yeah, and to be fair, right? Like, I think you and I both understand the anger. I think you and I are both angry, right? We're not guys that necessarily get angry, but we got pretty mad about how this situation yeah. was handled. Um, and so I think we're coming on here to just make it clear, right? That, that nothing in terms of Jaden's composite ranking, nothing was done in a nefarious way right? Uh, with him dropping. It's more of like, honestly, it's just incompetence. And so like, frankly, I don't know if that's better. Um, but it was a tech error. Uh, you know, 
to me, I, I look at this situation, Gabby, as like a both things can be true situation. Right. You know, th- this is a situation where, yeah, it can be explained. There was a tech error. It's a mistake. It's nothing evil going on. So that can be true. And it can also be true, true that the way it was handled uh, is unacceptable and a big, big mistake by 24-7 sports. I think in hindsight, I would hope, I mean, no one still at 24-7 is really talking with us about how this whole situation happened. But I, I, from our point of view, Gabby, I think it would have been better if they communicated with us that this was happening yeah. or that they discovered this uh, error. Um, I think it would have been better if they gave some time between Jade and committing and making the change because it's not fair to Jaden to like commit to Miami and then, uh, you know, input the ranking and then it drops. I mean, that, that is like a recruiting conspiracy come to life, right? Right. Every fan base believes that when a guy commits to their program that they automatically drop. And here we have a real situation where that appeared to happen. Right. Um, so it would have been better if 24-7 on their database side came to us and explained the situation. We then could have gotten out ahead of it and communicated this to the Miami fan base. Hey, just being transparent, the 24-7 sports composite is not accurate because of a tech situation where they're not inputting the correct on three recruiting ranking. So look out in the next couple of days where the ranking will be updated and Jaden Wayne is going to drop about 11 spots. So nobody still would have been happy about the rankings drop and the conspiracy theories would have still, um, you know, existed, but at least, you know, we were not, we wouldn't be on our back foot and having to, you know, take the bullets of, you know, something that quite frankly, we don't have any control over whether that's right. rankings or mm-hmm. database. Um, this is all, I mean, we're, we're trying to be as accountable as possible and transparent as possible about this whole situation. Um, but at the end of the day, I hope that the listeners of this podcast and our readers understand that, you know, we, we try to control what we can control. And that means you know, us trying to provide the best information and the best content we can on a day-to-day basis. And so I hope that our um, loyal listeners and readers appreciate what we bring to the table in terms right. of, you know, from a subscription standpoint and a, and a money value standpoint. I'm not telling you that if you're angry about this situation that you shouldn't be. I'm angry about this situation. No one's more angry about this than me. Uh, Gabby saw the text to the boss in our group chat. Yeah. It was pretty strong. Um, and quite frankly, it, this whole thing invalidated all of our content that we produced in relation to the right. commitment within an hour, right? We built out so much content about, oh, Miami has another five-star. They have a five-star offensive lineman and defensive lineman committed, and that's rare. Um so it's just, it's poor communication by the 24-7 sports people. Uh, it was timed awfully. Um, 
and you know, I'm angry about it still, but uh, you know, this is us just trying to explain it. Is there anything else you feel like we needed to touch on and explain in terms of this Jaden situation? Um, I mean, no, not really. I mean, I feel like, again, I mean, I, I just think it's, again, no one's more upset than we are. Like we're the ones that are having to deal with this. You know, this is something that this, like neither one of us wanted to this to happen. Neither one of us expected to happen, expected this to happen. Like, like David said, I mean, we built content around the fact that Miami was adding a five-star like on socials, like when we were tweeting out everything, I mean, the, the two, four, seven social graphic had him with a five, had him with like all five of his stars, like his commitment at it. You know, this isn't something that was like pre-medit, like again, that we were aware of that we were just sitting on, like, this is just an unfortunate incident. Um, you know, again, we're, we're just as upset as everyone else. We get the frustration, but again, it's like, you know, I feel like we were kind of, we, we were just as blindsided by this as everyone else. So, you know, again, just kind of stick with us. I, I still believe that we're, you know, producing the best Canes content out there. And, uh, you know, we're going to continue to work hard and, you know, we're going to, we're going to put this in the past. And I hope with this, that we're able to at least reason with uh, the listeners, uh, the subscribers and all that stuff. And uh, may maybe not everyone likes the reasons or accepts sure. the reasons, but uh, you know, this is, this is the best possible explanation that we can give. And, um, and, and, and really it, it sucks. It sucks that it happens. And uh, you know, we're sorry that it happened this way. And of course, um, you know, again, we're just going to kind of press on, move on. We have a lot of, you know, again, great content on the site currently and uh, definitely coming over the next few weeks. And Miami's hot on the trail, so we're going to continue to press forward. Yes, we hear you as Miami fans. We have voiced these concerns to 24-7. Um, we're just as angry about it. So, uh, you know, hopefully we can keep it moving as a fan base. And uh we want to get into some recruiting scoop here on the podcast too. So let's take just a quick break, Gabby. And then on the other side, we'll, we'll dive into that. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, we are back. And uh, Gabby, recruiting never stops, right? And, and it looks like things are trending quickly for a linebacker target. You wrote about it here on Sunday morning. Tell us about who it is and what the situation is. Yeah, so I mean, for uh, for the inside these subscribers, I mean, earlier in the week, I kind of hinted on the message board that I kind of I felt pretty good about where Miami was trending with Raul Guare. It's a top two four seven linebacker out of uh, Fayetteville, Georgia. He plays at Whitewater High School and is originally a Dade County native. Uh, you know, I think his dad was coached by both Mario Cristobal and Alex Mirabal at Columbus. Again, a Miami Columbus grad, so a lot of ties to South Florida. 
you know, he officially visited Alabama, Ohio State, Texas, and Florida in June. Has a July 12th uh, commitment date. So uh, it's coming up on Tuesday. And again, yeah, Miami didn't get a summer official visit, but I kind of, you know, again, just kind of the, the you know, kind of just people kind of telling me that, you know, Miami's in a much better spot here than, than people might realize. And, you know, I think the Hurricanes are in a really good position here to potentially close out on Tuesday. Um, you know, so again, linebacker probably one of Miami's biggest position of needs on defense it's been a problem for a while uh but it sounds like you know Miami's right in the thick of it to get one of the nation's top I believe Aguari ranks number nine on the industry generated a 24-7 sports composite so potential top 10 linebacker that Miami's battling Alabama for I don't think the Crimson Tide are are quite just ready to you know throw the cards down to fold or anything like that but uh you know, I kind of like where Miami stands right now. And uh, that's what I relayed to our subscribers here on Sunday morning. Yeah. And I know like rankings are a touchy subject, right? But he is number 121 overall in the country. Uh, he's a big time linebacker prospect. You mentioned Alabama. He also visited Florida, Ohio State and Texas in June. Um, so this would be a potential answer at linebacker. We will see how things trend between now and, and it's Tuesday, right? Gabby's set to yeah. announce. Yeah. It sounds Tuesday. like it'll be Tuesday, so, Tuesday afternoon, like after school, oh, not after school, he's not in school, but I think he's doing it at his high school. Okay. And, and right now, you know, Miami's trending for a linebacker class of Raul Aguirre and potentially Malik Bryant. And uh, you know, as a, spot on the current roster that needs to be upgraded with depth and talent that would those two guys would be a potential good starting point so we'll see if Miami can close on Mr. Aguirre let's shift to the offensive line Gabby because things seem to be moving shifting maybe a little bit or it's you know musical chairs I don't know the right way to describe it Um, but let's start here let's start with Tommy Kinsler the three-star offensive lineman out of Ocala Trinity Catholic. He decommitted from Florida, what, a week ago now? Two weeks ago? I forget exactly the timeline on that, but he decommitted from Florida. And the expectation there was that a commitment was going to come to Miami relatively soon. I think he's announced a new commitment date, Gabby, right? That's at the end of July. And, And I'm curious, like, does that change anything in terms of how you feel about Miami's chances. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it does a little bit, um, you know, I'm not sure if I maybe, maybe Kinsler announced it, maybe didn't, but I mean, I had, you know, kind of just talking about the situation with some sources, uh, you know, in Coral Gables, I think he kind of relayed to them at least at the very least that, you know, he could do this on July 28th. Um, so I guess it's like mom's birthday or something like that. Yeah. And uh, you know, in terms of how that kind of changes my thoughts on Miami and Tommy Kinsler, I mean, I think it, I think it could potentially, maybe it doesn't, but, you know, I think I've been kind of relaying to, you know, something I've been kind of maintaining with, you know, on the website is that, you know, there, there's, a, there's sort of a race for spots right now. Not like, uh, you know, people are jumping in every second and like trying to get in at this very second, but, uh, you know, they have some of their top targets. I mean, I've mentioned Samson, Akin, Lola, Olaus, Allen, and uh, Monroe Freeling as, as, you know, maybe some of the top, top guys there. I thought Tommy Kinzer was, going to be in that group just because, uh, you know, I thought he was going to kind of jump in first and for everything that I've heard from Miami, I mean, they absolutely love this kid. So um, the timing is interesting now too, because I felt like the, what would it be the, maybe the fifth, you know, fourth, fifth line, maybe just like sort of at that, you know, 
breaking point on either side of it, I guess, you know, right on the cusp is Peyton Kirkland. And he has a commitment coming on July 23rd. So he'll be announcing his commitment five days before Tommy Kinsler does. I think that that, you know, takes my, I, I think if I'm Miami now, like, I think they're kind of looking at the situation kind of like, okay, so do we, you know, if Peyton Kirkland wants to come, do we just go that route? Because he could potentially be an earlier, we don't really know what Tommy Kinsler is going to do now because he had, you know, kind of, kind of told people that he was, you know, kind of leaning towards jumping on board and then just decided to push it back a few weeks. So I just think it creates a whole new sort of twist on this offensive line recruiting class, just because, uh, you know, I do think it puts Peyton Kirkland in a position where he's maybe more in play than I think he would have been if Tommy Kinzer would have jumped on board earlier. Do you think there's any concern that Kinsler might end up going back to Florida? I mean, I, I think that that's something to kind of think about now. And, uh, you know, again, I think he knows the situation and what's going on here. And, you know, yeah, Florida has some has some momentum on the recruiting trail. I mean, he committed to Florida while he was on his official visit. Coming off of this Miami official visit is when he sort of backed off. Uh, maybe just kind of taking more time to think about it. He lives in Ocala, which is typically a very Gator-heavy, uh, you know, part of the state. Uh, so maybe he's thinking about Florida a little bit more. I don't really know who's, who's close to him and where those people lie, but you know, maybe he's kind of thinking more about Florida who he originally gave his commitment to. Again, I think the timeline to me kind of suggests that Florida is, you know, back in play as well. Like that's something he's kind of giving some thought to, because again, I think, uh, the idea is that some of these offensive linemen, you know, could be making moves here relatively soon-ish. I don't really have exact dates. I don't want to make it seem like something it's not, but they're got, you know, Miami feels confident about where they stand with Akin Lola and Allenin and even Freeling, who told me he kind of pushed up his timeline. He's eyeing, he said no later than early September, says Miami's in his top three. And, you know, I know him and Alex Mirabal have spoken as recently as this past week. So um, you know, I, I just think that again, I think this causes a little bit, a few more twists and turns in this. And yeah, I think Florida, you know, him kind of reconsidering Florida could play a part in all this. I know there's a lot of moving parts and it sounds like Miami still hasn't even made a decision yet on their stance on this, but is there not a scenario where Kirkland and Kinsler could end up in Miami's class? I mean, I think they absolutely could. I mean, again, I think it would just be, I, I mean, again, my just my best read of the situation is, you know, they got Francis Maui Goa on board. And, uh, you know, really, right. the I think the plan originally was try let's try to get one of Francis Maui Goa, Samson Akalola, Olaus Allen and on board. They're one for one right now because Francis Maui Goa is the only one that's made a commitment. And then, be, you know, with that, there's been some traction where like some of these other elite guys are kind of looking at them like, OK, like this is this is real. Like Francis just made this move. So I think Miami feels like they have some pretty good traction with Samson, Samson, Lola. Again, they feel like they have a pretty good shot at Olaus Allen in two. And again, it sounds insane to say that Miami could potentially sign three top 10 offensive tackles to the top three. Um, but you know, that's something that they feel is, is within the realm of possibility. They think that they, again, have some traction with those guys. So I think that the main focus is trying to get those three. I think the one right after that would be Monroe Freeling. And if they can get all four, I think they're on board for that as well. And I just think if they do successfully recruit the way that they potentially can, someone's going to have to be left out somewhere. And all I've yeah. been trying to say is that again, they feel very good. They're not they're not operating as though they're not getting one of these guys. They are they're like fully, 
you know, bought, you know, just focused on trying to lock in all of this elite talent that they can. So that's kind of where my main point has been is like, look, they are trying to do this. They're trying to create, I mean, it would be the best offensive line hall in the country, probably. I mean, right. I'm assuming the best in Miami history. And yeah, I mean, maybe this, the, the odds of that happening aren't great, but that's what they're trying to do right now. So yeah, Peyton Kirkland, Tommy Kinsler, would I be surprised if in December, both of them were in Miami's class? Absolutely not. But I just think that this is kind of like their goal right now. And they are on their, they're just, they want that to happen before, or they need one of these guys to tell them no before they sort of move on and are ready to pursue maybe some of these other guys. So just a lot going on at the offensive line right now. Tell me about, he's not new because he's, he's been on Miami's campus before, but tell, talk about a new ish or, or maybe called, let's call him a renewed target uh, at defensive tackle Jordan Hall, who's out of the Jacksonville area. He's a massive guy uh, in terms of his frame, six foot five, 300 pounds, carries it well, four-star guy, top 200 in the country type of guy. Um, Is Miami kind of turning it up in terms of their pursuit of Jordan Hall? Yeah, I mean, when he visited in the spring, I mean, the, the feedback I got after that was that he was a, you know, top three interior defensive lineman target for them. So, uh, you know, I think that I, I'm not sure. Maybe he's just not a name that just pops immediately into the mind right. of like the average Miami fan. But I don't think that this is someone that they've necessarily pumped the brakes on or anything like that. I think this is someone that they've just been going after pretty hard. I know Florida, Florida State, Georgia are a lot of schools that are in the mix. But he said that, you know, he's going to be at the at the Miami's recruiting barbecue at the end of the month. Um, so I think that that's pretty good news. Just kind of another return unofficial visit. Um, I'm not sure who he officially visited, if he officially visited anyone in the, in the summer, I don't believe he did. So, you know, he's got a full slate. He's got all five of his officials to use. It sounds like this is a recruitment that could potentially go, you know, really the distance potentially. And I think this is the type of talent who can kind of maneuver things that way. Again, six foot four and a half, 300 pounds, you know, top consensus, top 175 type of player. So Again, someone Miami really, really likes, and uh, they're going after a lot of these big fish, and Jordan Hall is definitely one of, the, one of them. So getting him back on campus at the end of this month is a, is a really big deal. How big do you think this barbecue is going to be? I think it's going to be pretty huge, man. Uh, just from what I understand, uh, Jaden Rashada is going to come down, uh, Miami's quarterback commit. I mean, we just, we just talked about Jordan Hall. I'm sure there's going to be no shortage of, of elite talent. When I first kind of heard that there was even going to be a barbecue, it was kind of presented to me with the idea that a commit, a prospect committed somewhere else uh, would attend this barbecue. And I was like, okay, I didn't even know that there was a barbecue. So cool. And okay. If this kid actually shows up to that, that would be a, you know, a pretty interesting tidbit. So um, I think that they're going to try to make this thing pretty big, David. And we saw the barbecue, uh, you know, June 1st, last cycle and how they right. made it like a big deal. Again, I think this this last weekend of July is really the last window for kids to get out there uh, right. for, for a little bit. So uh, I think kids are going to have to prioritize. Uh, maybe some guys take official visits. I'm not sure if Miami's planning to do an official visit weekend or anything like that. But uh, I'd imagine that if Miami is able to string together some top targets and you know, maybe the IMG Academy kids come down. I'm not saying that they definitely are, but, you know, I think right. it would be a good opportunity for Miami to get a lot of these commits on campus and bring a lot of other guys along with them. 
Anything else to touch on recruiting wise or, or was those the main points? I think those are, I think that's probably the main points right now. All right. So we just wanted to get this podcast out quick and early. Again, we apologize for the 24 seven sports composite weirdness rankings drop for Jaden Wayne. Hopefully you guys understand where Gabby and I are coming from with that situation. While we do understand the anger and frustrations um but yeah we will try and keep it moving and uh we will wait for hopefully more good recruiting news this week um until next time take care Streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.